Northwestern University is coming under fire for not reacting strongly enough to hazing allegations on its football team, the Wildcats. The university suspended its head football coach, Pat Fitzgerald, for two weeks in July without pay after an investigation found teammates would engage in hazing practices toward freshman players who made a mistake during a game or practice. Joining us now with more is WBEZ sports contributor Cheryl Race Stout. Welcome back, Cheryl. Thank you, Sasha. So there's been a months long independent investigation, Cheryl, that's into the allegations of hazing on the football team. What's being alleged exactly and what did the investigation find? Well, what we were told on Friday that there was hazing and that uh, they had a special investigator, Maggie Hickey, who was a former inspector general, who talked to coaches, who talked to the players, who talked to staff. And what they told, what she revealed is that there was hazing and that she did have documented that uh, supported the evidence. Uh, We didn't get the specifics. That did not come because they did not reveal the full report. The school, yeah, they did announce that Pat Fitzgerald's been suspended for two weeks or the summer, that they'll have a staff person monitoring the locker room, and that the training camp in uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin has been closed. Mm -hmm. But the information came the next day. And that was the Daily Northwestern. The student newspaper blew the story wide open. Wow. Yeah. Talk about that. The the role of the school newspaper here, the Daily Northwestern, in being the ones to really bring this case to light. Because they got the the, uh, whistleblower was talked to them as an anonymous source and gave details, Sasha. We're talking about coerced sexual acts performed on players, these freshman players, if they were considered somebody that had to be, quote, quote run. Um, it was, I mean, it, it's really very, very difficult. Yeah. It's a difficult read, but I think that people should read the story. And You, you, and mentioned, was, you mentioned run. What, what is that? That's a hazing practice called running. It's a hazing practice, yes, yes, with, with naked players and that they have to, you know, players have to run through naked players and... Um, there was things like that, that they had to, you know, like a a quarterback in the center had to perform naked, you know, uh, it, it, it just, it it was really astonishing when you read this. Um, and, and the player had details, Sasha, there was details about what it was called and, you know, and that the, the, the group that, uh, assigned the penalty towards the players were called the Shreks. I mean, there was specific details in this report by the Daily, by the Daily Northwestern. Yeah. They also had another player that said, yeah, this is correct. So there is some collaboration. Then what happened was later that day, the, st- some football players sent out a text to some media members. You know, saying, no, Pat Fitzgerald didn't know about it. This is completely false. This is not going on. And then that night, you have the president of the school, Michael Schill, who came out and said, I erred in my sanctions to Pat Fitzgerald. And now that they're looking more into it. Yeah. So this is a mess. Yeah, it's a hot mess. I, I do want to shout out the great journalism from the students at the Daily Northwestern. Nicole Marcus, uh, Alice Brown, Cole Reynolds, and Divya Birdwaj. Great work. Uh, I mean, Cheryl, how long has this kind of hazing been around at Northwestern? Do we know that? We, we're, we're not sure because, you know, this is, you know, when you get the player, the player that did that, you know, they would only be within a few years of him knowing it. But, you know, you're you're going to see, what's going to happen is players are going to come out. You're going to get more people that are going to come out and, and tell you what was happening, what was going on. And that's that's the only way we're going to find out because um, everyone's going to be shutting down. 
you know, you're not going to hear from the coaching staff or anything like that. Mm. And and that's that's the sad part about it. this has to become more transparent. In addition to the anonymous players on the team who have stepped forward, Cheryl, players from past years, they've also corroborated the gist of the allegations. But what seems unclear, though, is how much head coach Pat Fitzgerald knew. Is that right? That's what is, you know, that's what the report, they did say that he didn't know that as far as Pat Fitzgerald told them that he didn't know what was going on. And but the player in the story with the Daily Northwestern said he did know and that he had a way of communicating with a clap as to what player was supposed to get the penalty. Uh, So, you know, that is very murky right now. But Sasha, it would be very unusual, very, very unusual for a coach not to know what's going on in that locker room. Hmm. So in addition to the two-week suspension, the university issued a a number of other changes. This includes uh, the permanent discontinuation of events at Camp Kenosha in Wisconsin. What else? Yeah, and there will be a a non-football staff person that will be in the locker room monitoring the situation. So that, you know, that that's pretty much standard what happens when you get something like this exploding, that that, that that will happen. I mean, remember the Blackhawks even did that when they had their situation, that they put somebody that is not connected to the team that the players can talk to and they can monitor if there's any wrongdoing going on. You've been a sports reporter for more than 30 years, Cheryl. 40. You've been at the, more than 40 years. You've been at this for a long time. So, I mean, think through the decades, how much... How much do coaches know about what goes on in the locker rooms? As you just said, I mean, it would you would be it would be hard pressed to to believe that he had no idea. Yeah, and that that's the case in high school and college. Of course, they do because you're dealing with young people, right? Yeah, they get to be older when they, you know as they get into the college. But you're around you're start- a lot, <laughs> right? And when you're when you're starting in college, you're you know you're 18 years old. You know, that's still young in my eyes. That's a young person. So the coaches. Generally, they do know. If they don't know, and I, you know, and I, if they say they don't know, they have their captains. That's their eyes and ears. They have a staff person in that locker room that knows what's going on. So it's very unlikely, very, very unlikely that mm-hmm. they don't know what's going on in the locker room. Um, but you know, that's what they're going to stand on. Yeah, I, yeah. There's no surprise that that that's the uh, the response. What tools do coaches have, though, at their disposal? to make changes to locker room culture. They've got access. I think we've determined that. Uh, but how can they change what's, what's clearly been happening? Well, they got to set the rules and they got to enforce the rules. That's really important. They have to determine what is good and what is bad and what is definitely not allowed. And that has to be emphasized. And they have to, you know, if they have to stand over them, they have to stand over them. And they cannot you know, close their eyes. They have to punish players if they do something that is out of the norm, kick them off the team, suspend them, whatever, you know, it takes. And that will set the tone to everybody else in the locker room if you do that. And just to remind folks, I mentioned that, uh, you know, Fitzgerald's got this this two-week suspension, but this this is going to be in the off-season, right? Yeah, that's, 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 that's the, that is what really made people crazy. Because it's during the summer, of course. He's not really around the players anyway right. at that point. How, how, how effective is that going to be? There's no effect to it. There's no effect. And that's why it was interesting when the president on Saturday night, after 
their newspaper exposed everything, come, came out and said, uh-oh, we erred in our sanction for Pat Fitzgerald. We will be looking into this. And so he's going to be taking the next few days to monitor and to, and to convene and talk to Northwestern leaders to figure out what they have to do next. So it, it sounds like from the statement, I can't be sure, and mm-hmm. you never know, but it sounds like they will be imposing more sanctions to Pat Fitzgerald. Yeah, that's uh, the statement from Northwestern's president, Michael Schill. Um, you know, he said, quote, Coach Fitzgerald is not only responsible for what happens within the program, but also must take great care to uphold our institutional commitment to the student experience and our priority to ensure all students, undergraduate and graduate, can thrive during their time at Northwestern. Clearly, he failed to uphold that commitment, and I failed to sufficiently consider that failure in levying a sanction. Can you imagine being a parent of a student that's going to go to Northwestern right now for the football program, what they're thinking? Yeah. That, that, you know, that, you know, you're a parent, I'm a parent. That weighs on my mind to think that a parent has to be concerned about their kid going there and to playing a sport and to be able to get a great education. You know, that has to weigh in. And that's why the severity of the penalty has to be there because this put a stain not just on Pat Fitzgerald, but on Northwestern's athletic programs. Mm-hmm. To our earlier point, uh, the current quarterback uh, of the Wildcats tweeted his support for the coach, sure. uh, as did former quarterback Trevor Semyon. Uh, in fact, in a statement to ESPN, the Wildcats actually called the hazing allegations exaggerated and twisted. And they said uh, Coach uh, Fitzgerald wasn't aware of any of the incidents. That statement was attributed to the entire Northwestern football team, you know, with mm-hmm. entire in capital letters. I mean, what do you make of that show of support? Well, they're going to do that because they, you know, Pat Fitzgerald is their leader. They, he brought him to the program. He is playing them. They are part of the team. And that's, that is the way the culture thinks. However, we, we don't know. We really don't know how many people are supported this we you know we do know that there's some that didn't yeah obviously because they came forward so that's where there is a crisis to figure out okay who is and who isn't and and you know some people would say to me well maybe it's just a walk-on no it doesn't matter who it is if it's a walk-on if it's somebody who's only in team one year if they felt this type of hazing in you know like just just destroyed them mentally emotionally there's a problem. What kind of community response have we heard so far? I think what's, what's going on right now is the fact is, you know, Northwestern is known for their academics. They're considered a pillar in, in far as the collegiate athletic, you know, across the country. So they're concerned. They're concerned about the damage that will be will happen to them, and I'm and I know that they're waiting for what's going to happen the days and the weeks to come. You know, this, it's a, it's a private school, so it's really you know it's supported by private donors too. So they, their response is going to be very interesting. A Pat Ryan or somebody like him, what is he going to be thinking? What is he going to be saying in the next weeks to come? Mm-hmm. And what kind of response do you expect to hear from the university? We haven't heard anything uh, vocally yet. I mean, Sasha, th- there should be a public press conference at some point with the president and minimally 
with the athletic director, Derek Gregg, who just took over the job uh, two years ago. He's been silent. He should be he should be able to answer questions about the program and what he expects. He did not hire Pat Fitzgerald. So, he, you know, so, right. you know, it's kind of interesting where, where he straddles the fence on this. And at some point we need to hear from Pat Fitzgerald vocally, not on a tweet, not in a statement. Do you think we will? No, unless unless it's this, unless the sanctions is very severe, possibly, you know, it, unless they ask him to resign, we probably won't hear anything. Cheryl Ray Stout's a WBEZ sports contributor. Cheryl, thank you so much for the update. You're welcome.